Thanks for listening. The following is an audio presentation from High Country Christian Church. For more information, please visit www.highcountrychristian.com. Well, I'm going I'm to preach to you a little bit today uh, on a Mother's Day message. So I'd like for you to turn to Luke chapter 1. I was playing disc golf with Sean earlier this week, and I said to him, you know, the, the Mother's Day message, the Mother's Day, Father's Day Sundays are always tough for me, because it's hard as a pastor not to think of these as like burner one-off messages. Like you always feel... You know, Easter, yeah, I get it. We're going to teach about the resurrection. Christmas, yes, we're going to talk about the birth of Christ. Mother's Day, Father's Day, we need to talk about mothers. We need to talk about, okay, I guess we need to talk about fathers. I guess we need to talk about mothers. And so it's, it's tough sometimes as a pastor. You think of these things and you go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to start a series two weeks before Mother's Day because then i got to interrupt the series to talk about mom and all of this. And so I was complaining to Sean about that while we were throwing Frisbees. And then the Lord rebuked my stubborn heart. Um, praise God. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> no, we delight in the opportunity to celebrate moms this morning. Um, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be who I am without my mother. And I'm so thrilled for her involvement in my life. How many of you grew up with good parents? Did you grow up with good parents? Amen. Praise God. How many of you, if you didn't grow up with good parents, how many of you know God can be your parent? Amen. He's a father to the fatherless, the Bible says. He's a mother to the motherless. Amen. He's a friend to the one who is in need. So we want to talk today about mothers. And, and as we do, as we kind of focus in on all of, all of the strategy that gets employed, all of the extra um, love and attention, all of... All that is done by fathers to make Mother's Day special. That was a joke. You didn't, you didn't get it. Perry dared me this morning. Yeah, way to go. Flopped. He's like, I, I dare you to get up there and start your, your sermon by talking about how much dads prepare to make Mother's Day special. But anyways... That was a flop. Cut the track, started over, and no, I'm just kidding. Now, in, in seriousness, as we, as we begin to think about all the time and the effort uh, and the attention that moms give, um, it's, it's important for us to, to prioritize them, to celebrate them this morning. So that's what we want to do. I have a message that I want to share with you about that. I want to begin it, though, with a couple of quotes there, there is a, an, uh, an author who lived in the late 1800s and early 1900s. His name was D.H. Lawrence. And actually, if you go look at some of his writings, he was kind of a scandalous author. But he did make this very, very good quote about his mom, and I love it. He says, she was my first great love. She was a wonderful, rare woman you do not know. As strong and steadfast, as generous as the sun... She could be as swift as a white whiplash and as kind and as gentle as a warm rain, as steadfast as the irreducible earth beneath us. How many of you could say the same thing about your mom? Just steadfast. 
The, the, the woman who prayed for you when, when nobody else was praying for you. The woman who loved you through the worst parts of your life. The one who was there no matter how the chips were stacked, no matter how things appeared. President George Washington said, My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. I attribute all of my success in my life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. Mothers deposit so much into our lives, and it's right that we celebrate them this morning. So if you would please turn to Luke chapter 1, we're going to read about 12 verses of Scripture. As we celebrate this Mother's Day, we're going to look into the Word and find an example of perhaps the most famous, I don't know if if she's the most important mother in history, she's certainly probably the most famous in all of Scripture and perhaps in all of human history. We're going to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is, in Luke's writing, what precedes the Christmas story in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. And it reads, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now in the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible." And Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's bow our heads today and pray. Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity to peer into Scripture, to look into your word, to see and to learn, to grow, to understand, to be stretched, to be developed, to be challenged. But Father, today also to celebrate, celebrate mothers, celebrate our mothers, celebrate our wives, every mother in this place, every mother who would be listening to this message by way of podcast or the internet, Father, by every mother who would hear today. We pray that they would feel celebrated. We pray that they would feel encouraged, built up, strengthened by these words, as we look into Mary's life, Lord, we pray that you would speak into our hearts. We'll give you thanks for these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Now, I want to look at 
a few attributes, and I'm not going to preach for very long today because I want to take time for us to, number one, celebrate and honor our moms, uh, but also pray over them and release a blessing over them and then give uh, gifts that we have. Do you like this little tree? That's pretty cool. This was my wife's idea. And so um, it's got some gift cards on there that we want you to come and, and take uh, before you leave, but we'll pray for you. We'll do that at the end of the message. But I want to look at a couple of attributes this morning of Mary's life, particularly in how she is engaging with the angel. She's engaging in this heavenly messenger, with this heavenly messenger uh, sent right from the throne right to her. And I think that there are some takeaways that we can uh, that we can gather from this that will encourage us and strengthen us, even as men, not just you moms, but even as men can, can learn some things from how Mary responded to the angel. I think that these things will encourage us and strengthen us. So the first thing I want to look at is verse 29 here. It says that when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. I looked at the, at the word troubled in the Greek, and it's, it, it means literally to be penetrated with worry. It goes beyond just the word for worry or trouble, and it, it says to be literally, she was overcome and penetrated. Her heart was stirred and frustrated and upset with worry. What does this mean? I believe the fact that she was troubled by this saying indicates that she displayed sensitivity and tenderness in her heart. One of the overarching wonderful attributes of Mary, the mother of Jesus, is that she was sensitive and she was tender in her heart. She was also very, very wise. Very, very wise. Look at this verse. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, considered what manner of greeting this was. She was wise in that she took time to consider what was God saying to her. As I read this scripture, I, it, the thought crossed my mind, I wonder how many other girls in the town the angel went to before
me. I want to learn. I want to know. He'll show you. She was, verse 35, the Holy Spirit, excuse me, verse 35, the angel answered, said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the next important attribute of Mary that we can learn from is that she was yielded to the Holy Spirit. Humble enough to yield her will to the plan of God. She didn't storm out of the tent. I assume this happened in a tent, I don't know. She didn't storm out of the tent. Go, no way. No, she said, okay, I'm yielded to the Spirit of God. Mothers, if you want to raise your children in the, in the admonition of the Lord, the way the Bible teaches us to, you've got to be yielded to the Spirit of God to do it well. And that goes for dads, too. If we want to raise our, our children the way God wants us to, we've got to be yielded vessels to the Spirit of God. Now skip on down to verse 38. Let me, let me re recap real quick in the last few minutes for you what we've covered so far. Number one, she was sensitive and wise because she was troubled and considered what manner of greeting this was. She was sensitive and she was wise. Today we celebrate the sensitivity and the wisdom of our moms. Number two, she had found favor with God. Her lifestyle was such that she walked worthy of the calling God had laid upon her. So today we celebrate moms who walk worthy of what God has entrusted with them. Number three, she was hungry to learn. She was inquisitive. Today we celebrate the inquisitiveness, the hunger, and the humility of our moms. Number four, she was yielded to the Holy Spirit. Don't you want to be yielded to the Spirit of God? Now 38, verse 38, this will be point number five. Verse 38 then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She was totally open to God. And this is amazing. She held nothing back. I think so much that God wants to use us but is often limited in his ability to use us for one reason and one reason alone and that is we're holding something back from him. How many of you figured out that if, if you're waiting on God, you're going to be waiting for a long time? Amen. We throw that term around all the way. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. No, he's waiting on you. Been waiting on you for 2,000 years, man. Praise God. It's time to go whole hog. Amen. Y'all know that statement? It's time to go whole hog. Let's not hold anything back from God. Let's jump in the pool. Amen. Let's test the depth of the water with both feet. Let's be like Mary and say, let it be done unto me. I'm not holding anything back from you, God. I'm going to go all in with you. You see, that's the kind of scenario where God is able to use us where our lives are able to be used by our Father. She was humble enough to yield to the plan of God, and now she says, I'm holding nothing back. This word maidservant is so important. A maidservant. She says, I'm literally making myself your servant, and anything that you tell me to do, I will do it. 
Think about what a maidservant is. We were talking about this last night. In America, in the Western world, uh, we don't have servants, but in, in most of the third world, most homes have servants in them. And so think about what a maidservant does in uh, India. Somebody is a, they're, they're, they're a houseboy or a housewoman or a houseman. They're, they serve within the house. And what, what happens if the, if the dad of the house or the mother of the house, somebody in charge says, uh, I need you to go to the store and buy a bag of peaches. The maidservant says, okay, I'm going. Pew, and goes off and gets it. Right? Well, if you understand that that's how it works in that Eastern culture, then you'll understand this word maidservant a little more and why it's so important. She's saying to God that anything you want me to do at a moment's notice, I'll drop everything that I'm doing and I'll do everything you tell me to do. That is totally wide open and totally submitted to the plan of God. She's not interested in holding her own you know, desire. She's not interested in living out her own plan for her life. Are you getting this this morning? She's not interested in any of that. She's making herself completely available to God. Today, we're celebrating how mothers in our church, in our families, have made themselves completely available to God. Amen. Do you know that your mom made herself completely available when she gave birth to you? You can't do that halfway. Yeah? Can all the mothers say amen to that? I was in the room for all three of my kids being born. There's no half in, half out. So I kind of want to have a baby tonight. No, 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 no. It's happening. Right? Moms, one of the things that are amazing about mothers, they just they throw themselves into their children's lives. They throw themselves into the raising of their children, into giving birth of their children, into making sure their children are successful. My mom has prayed for me more than any other human on this planet and still to this day does. Mary didn't hold anything back from God. What can we learn from that? How can we, how can we live in that? And verse 39 begins to tell the story. We won't read it for, for time, but it begins to tell the story of how Mary now goes to Elizabeth after she hears this awesome news. She goes after some time to Elizabeth, and she gets to Elizabeth's house. Elizabeth's already pregnant with John the Baptist, and, and now Mary is already pregnant with Jesus. And when they come in contact, Mary just says, Hello, Elizabeth. And at the voice of Mary, John the Baptist leaps inside of Elizabeth's womb. It's beautiful, beautiful picture. Immediately from 39 down to verse 45, Mary begins to be used by God. So she's taken this whole, this, this whole time up to this point to say, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm gonna be, I'm, I, I was troubled by this saying. I'm, I'm, I'm meek. I'm wise. I'm yielding myself. I'm not holding anything back. All the stuff we just talked about. And now immediately God is able to start to use her. She goes to Elizabeth's house to bring the good news. She becomes literally, and if you're taking notes, you can write this down. She becomes literally a conduit for the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. We celebrate this morning moms who are conduits of the Holy Spirit in this church. Can I get a better amen than that this morning? Now, this is an amazing verse. I want you to flip over here. We want to look at two more verses as we close. You go to Luke chapter 2, you go just a page ahead. Verse 51 of Luke chapter 2. 
So amazing. It says then, now, now Jesus is, is born, he's, he's growing, he's older. This is, many years has passed. Verse 51, then he, that's Jesus, went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother, Mary, kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and found favor with God and men. After she does all these attributes that we're celebrating about moms this morning, after she yields herself to the Holy Spirit completely, she begins to be used by the Holy Spirit. You know the story. She gives birth to Jesus and he grows in wisdom and understanding. And now you get to a point where Mary's kind of looking back in a way on everything that's transpired up to this point. And I love this phrase. Mary kept all these things in her heart. She kept the plan of God in her heart and never abandoned it. Everything, I, I have to believe that from the moment the angel said it till the moment Mary closed her eyes in death, years and years later, she never forgot the word of the Lord. She never forgot how special she was and, was and had been used by God. She never let go or abandoned that plan of God. And today we're celebrating mothers who would be willing to do the same. Are you willing, moms, to hold the plan of God for your family in your heart? Are you willing to remind God, Lord, this is what you said about my family. This is, these are the words that were spoken about my babies. These are the words that were spoken about my children. Would you be willing to never abandon the plan of God but to hold these things in your heart? I think it's one of the things that makes Mary the most outstanding candidate to carry Jesus. All these things, you see, when you read the Bible, you gotta understand not one word is in there by accident. All these things that are pointed out to us, these little nuances about Mary, they're so important and they're so valuable because they teach us exactly why God chose her and not a myriad of other Hebrew girls. And if you and I want to be used by God in such a similar way, moms, if you want to be used the way God used Mary, then praise God, you can, you can learn from her example. We can learn from her. Now turn, if you would, to John 19. I think this is a beautiful narrative and it's a beautiful story that from the moment the angel Gabriel spoke to her until this moment that we're getting ready to read in John 19, Mary never let go of the plan of God. While Jesus was, while she was holding him for the first time in her arms, she's thinking, this is the Messiah. When he's eight years old and skins his knee and comes inside crying because he was playing with his friends, she wiped the blood off his knee and she looked at him. And as she looked at him, she thought, this is the Messiah. This is the one, this is one. I've delivered him. You know, you remember the Mary, did you know line? I, I've delivered him, now he's gonna deliver me. 
And as he got older and as he got older, when they left him in the temple and he was there confounding the teachers of the law and they came back to him after they'd been gone a whole day's journey without Jesus, they turned around and went back to Jerusalem, found him there sitting in the temple. And, and I, I just have to imagine, Mary's thinking, what is up with this boy? He's just blowing my mind. And here he is sitting with the teachers of the law, confounding them. And in that moment, I believe she's going, he's the man, he's the Messiah. He keeps proving it over and over and over again. She's, she's holding the plan of God in her heart. Moms, would you be willing to take what God has promised to you for your life, for your marriage, for your families, and hold it in your heart and not let go of it? Would you be willing when the, when the going gets tough and when the kids make you feel impatient, when you want to just rip their little heads off because they're fighting for no reason over Legos or forks or, or who, what, who gets the orange cup or who get, you know, all these kind of nonsense and she touched me with her toe and I, you know, she's breathing my air and all, you know, all this kind of stuff that we go through. Would you in that moment be willing when you feel very perplexed, as I believe Mary probably felt very perplexed, would you be willing in that moment to, to hold Hold these things dear. Say, no, no, no. God's got a plan for these kids. God's got a plan for my family. God's got a plan. I'm not letting go of that plan. I've got to hold fast to it. And now look where it takes us. Look where it leads us. John 19, verse 25. They just finished dividing Jesus' garments. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas. Aren't you glad your name's not Clopas? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to ruin a solemn moment, but that dude's name is Clopas. His mother, his mother's sister Mary, and Mary Magdalene. I think it's amazing that Mary never, never let go of who her son was. She was with him. She was there, rather, from the moment the angel Gabriel spoke to the moment that Jesus breathed his last on the cross. Mary was standing right there looking at Jesus when he said, It's finished. That's intense. She was there in the crowd when they beat him. She was there in the crowd when they whipped him and scourged him. She was walking, I believe she was walking along the side of the road as he's carrying his cross. She never let him go. This morning we celebrate moms who never let their kids go. Who intercede for their kids in the tough times. Just like Mary was there at the foot of the cross as Jesus is breathing his last breath, she's standing there. Isn't that amazing? She never let him go. Do you know what? She was also there when he rose. She was there in the upper room. She was there when the, when the church was born, when, every, when the Holy Spirit invaded the upper room in Acts chapter 2 and everybody got filled with the Spirit. She was there. She was a part of that crowd. She was there. History tells us that Mary settled in Ephesus because John went to pastor, in, or excuse me, John went to work in the church of Ephesus where Timothy was the pastor. 
Because in this moment, in verse 25, 26, and 27 of this, ver- of this passage in John, Jesus says to Mary, Mary, look at your son. John, look at your mother. The young apostle John standing there with Mary, and, and Jesus says, you guys got to watch out for each other from now on because I'm going. What's amazing is she stuck with John. And in John's late, later ministry, they are found in Ephesus. What does that tell you? She stuck with the vision years after Jesus went, went home to be with the Father. Years after he ascended. She took, the, she took those first few words she heard in Luke chapter 1, and she pondered them her entire life. To the degree that she made it her life's cause to preach the gospel. She made it her life's cause to perpetuate Christianity. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know what we know if it wasn't for Mary. We wouldn't have the record of the life of Christ if it wasn't for Mary. She stuck with Jesus through the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, the birth of the church, and the propagation of the gospel to the known world. She was an amazing, amazing woman. And I think that we can and should learn a lot from Mary. Not just moms. Today we are celebrating moms. We are celebrating moms. But you know what? Dads, we can learn from this too. Amen. We can learn from this too. Those who are not moms yet, you can learn from this too. Claire, you're nine years old. You can learn from this too. Everybody can learn from Mary's example. Amen. We hope that this message inspired you and filled your heart with faith. If you would like to visit our church, check out www.highcountrychristian.com for service times and location information. Thanks again for listening to this audio presentation from High Country Christian Church, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.